0: Good morning, everyone. It is Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. Uh, This is the SipStack podcast uh, on Substack, read by myself, author Ryan Cipriani. Today's edition is entitled 3,000 Words a Day, and writers, you're not unmotivated or uninspired, you don't have the right writing habits. Has anyone who had Labor Day off adjusted the fact that it's already Wednesday and yet somehow it's only Wednesday? No? Is it just me? Wednesdays always feel like both a relief and exasperating at the same time. For whatever reason, Tuesdays feel like they move just at breakneck pace, and I'm always so glad to get to Wednesday, and the pressure feels like it eases up a bit. And then I reflect on how on Wednesday morning the week is not half over, but merely 40% over, and I despair. Listen, this is the kind of philosophy you're paying from a free newsletter written every morning at 5 a.m. Not that I'm complaining. No, really, I'm not complaining. I love writing this. Y'all seriously are awesome. I am so fortunate to be part of such an amazing community of writers. Sally Forth. Article 1, Writing Habits. How creating a consistent location and habit of writing helped me write 3000 words a day. During the writing process of Krog the Battle Prince, I learned some great lessons about creating the correct environment for writing and the value of consistency. Of course, it would take me years to really internalize these lessons and realize I'd even learn them in the first place. A common refrain among writers is that they would write if only they felt the inspiration and motivation to do so. And in this way, writing is a lot like exercise. Almost no one wakes up on day one of a new workout routine and feels excited to go to the gym. Actually, this isn't entirely accurate. Usually, motivation to do something new falls off around the end of the first week. Now, the same goes for writing. Lots of writers are jazzed when a new idea hits and they write furiously for a week and say, hey, look at me, I'm writing. And then when the actual work of a manuscript sets in and the idea isn't as fresh and sexy, the inspiration and motivation just go away. The trick to thwarting this and short-circuiting losses in motivation and inspiration is to write with absolute consistency, regardless of how you feel. I'm sure you've seen the motivational posters about how motivation fades, discipline lasts, or something like that. Also, in the moment, I'm reflecting on the irony of a motivational poster preaching against motivation. It's true, though. Your habits stick. And i found that the more the habit I make of writing, the more consistent inspiration and motivation I have for it. Krog's first saga was written in a 90-day sprint powered by jet fuel green tea lemonades and a consistent work ethic. I would go to a 24-hour coffee shop every night after work, sometimes arriving after 11 p.m., order my drinks, sit down, and put in the time on the manuscript. Now, the deal I made with myself is that I would write for 30 minutes. If the creative flow was there, I kept at it as long as I could. Some nights, though, I was home by midnight. Now, those nights were increasingly rare the longer I was writing Krogh. Unwittingly, I had created the perfect atmosphere for creativity and writing productivity. I was in a consistent location that my brain associated with the act of writing, and because the Wi-Fi there was wonky, I often would not get onto the internet or engage in other digital distractions. And like, going to the gym, as long as I went every day, I just kept getting more and more done. A few notes on this. First, I write because I love to write. It never becomes a grind or a frustration, even when a manuscript has gone sideways. And I understand not every writer shares quite this level of unbalanced passion. So, this article is not meant to talk down to writers who are struggling to get started. I raise these habits for a simple reason they work. When you read about the processes of the most prolific and productive writers of our time, a few common threads emerge. One, they are active readers. Two, and more relevant, they write every day without fail, even when they don't feel inspired. Krogh's saga is inspired, in my opinion, but I'm biased. (laughs) But that doesn't mean every single day felt inspired. I still wrote every day, without fail, for at least 20 to 30 minutes. And then suddenly, I found myself writing the words, the end. Article 2. Satirical Situations, Krogh Fights a Dragon. Certain situations arise in Krogh's saga that are at once quite comical, but are also pointed satire disguised as slapstick. Which is funny because I, as an audience member, do not always recognize when this is happening in media when I come across it. But it's also why I like to write layers of comedy into any given situation. It appeals more broadly, and different readers get something a little different out of it. Let's take a look at Krogh's confrontation against a dragon named Rakelick. This is one of my favorite satirical sequences in the saga, mostly because I love hearing how uh, readers experience it. Spoiler alert was called on Monday, but I'm calling it again today. This will spoil the end of one of Krogh's adventures, but it is a useful lesson in the deployment of situational sarcasm. Now, the joke going into the fight against Raekleek is Krogh is there to sing the dragon back to sleep rather than fight it. So the audience is already primed for a ridiculous outcome. What they are probably not expecting is Krog's complete ineptitude so frustrating the dragon that Riklik becomes enraged enough to bang his head on the ceiling of his cave and knock himself out. End of battle. Now, some audience members find this outcome hollow and questionable. Others love the slapstick of the dragon bonking its noggin on the ceiling and knocking itself unconscious. Still, others peel back the layers uh, on the satire element at work here battles against dragons in fantasy and legend tend to be highly performative dramatic affairs they are deeply symbolic and handled with a lot of gravitas and import the battle against a dragon ends uh, this battle against a dragon ends with a self-inflicted concussion in a hero who did absolutely nothing except be bad at being a hero it's a reversal of expectations reversal, reversal or subversion is getting a little tropey in its own right these days I think when we're aware of it is when it uh, most often feels like a trope. The battle against Raeklyuk is just subtle enough to sidestep Fallen into this territory and is honestly one of my favorite moments in the whole saga. My Inspirations Retro Video Games Retro video games were a huge source of inspiration for me when I was writing Krogue's Saga. In fact, it was around this time uh, I went back and started completing games from my childhood that I had missed. I completed runs of A Link to the Past, several old classic Castlevania games, Super Metroid, Ninja Gaiden, and a few other stone-cold classics during the writing period. And their influence can be felt throughout if you know where to look. One of the most obvious examples is the beginning of Krogh's story when he is handed a map and a sword and told to go rescue a princess. Now this is a nod to the iconic opening of The Legend of Zelda when you're given a sword in a cave and told it's dangerous to go alone. Krogh's battle against the Grimweir uh, is frustratingly long. The monster reforms itself several times as the Battle Prince attempts to slay it. This is a slightly more subtle ode to the three-phase boss fight, the absolute bane of any gamer's existence. Even the fact that Krogh needs to focus to use magic powers uh, of his sword hints at him having like an unseen mana bar floating above him somewhere, and when he runs it down, he can't use magic. Eight and 16-bit era video games were a really fun inspiration in Krogh's saga, and I'm glad I managed to slip in some references. I'll tell you what, that last article got me so fired up, I might pull out my Sega Genesis Mini and play a little fantasy star before work. That's the way to start a Wednesday if ever I saw. Wishing you all good writings today, everyone. Put good things out into the world and be excellent to each other. I'll see you tomorrow.